Hey everyone, my name is John Lund and I'm your host, and we're going to be tipping off the NBA Saga podcast. The saga begins. Hey basketball fans, great news, we did it, we survived, we lasted, finally after a wild offseason, the NBA 2019-20 season tips off tonight, goodness, that feels wonderful to say. I've been looking forward to this day since, goodness, I can't even tell you what trade or sign uh, got me excited for it, but so many changes, so many new faces and new places. This offseason was by far the craziest offseason in the history of the association, and that's really saying something if you think back to the summer when LeBron James went from Cleveland to Miami. But this offseason just absolutely slaughtered that one for the most crazy, hectic, unexpected things happening, and it happened before the season began. And now, tonight, everything begins. That first step to getting to the end of the line, which of course is to be the NBA champions. So many things to talk about. So many new faces and new places. Many different dynamic duos. Honestly, one of the key elements of this year is going to be the dynamic duos. Since this league has numerous teams that have a deadly one-two punch coming at you every night. In LA, the Lakers, you have LeBron James and the guy that really wanted to go to the Lakers last year, who got his way to the Lakers, which we all assumed would happen at the end of how last season ended, Anthony Davis. Those two have looked scary good together in preseason. And I think the sky is the limit when it comes to those two. Biggest concern for them, obviously, health. Anthony Davis has a history of struggling to stay healthy consistently through throughout each season. LeBron James broke down last year. I think part of that is wear and tear. He's been in the league a long time, and unfortunately, father time catches up to all of us, especially athletes. But knowing LeBron James and what a genetic freak he is, he definitely has a few more great seasons in him, and so time will tell. A lot of people expecting some big things from the Lakers, a good amount of people definitely even have them as the favorite winning it all this year. I'm not going to, you know, put my opinion on that yet. 
that will come in a few days, my projections and everything like that, but spoiler alert, I'm not on the Lakers winning it all this year bandwagon. Sorry, Laker fans. Nothing personal, but I just think there's other teams that are have more depth and have a lot more than just a solid one-two punch coming at you on a nightly basis. Now, obviously, Kyle Kuzma, he's out for an extended period of time for the Lakers. Hopefully, he gets healthy soon because once he comes back, he's going to be a dynamic scorer. He could help, you know, drop 20 points a night easily, get that in the lineup with LeBron and AD. AD and it's uh they're going to put up some numbers and it's going to be a be a battle and Laker fans are the happiest they've been in a long time and expecting some big things from their new team. Crosstown, another crazy. This one blew my mind how this happened. I knew the Clippers were going hard at Kawhi Leonard. I had him going to either the Clippers or him re-signing with the Raptors when I found out him and PG-13 both signed with the Clippers. Obviously a trade package for Paul George. I nearly fell out of my chair. That one threw me for a loop. I was absolutely stunned. Kawhi, the Claw, Leonard, and PG-13. Two of the absolute best two-way players in the league today. Both can score. Both can shoot. Both are locked down defenders. They have it all. I know we won't see PG until probably November mid-November, maybe December, because he had those two shoulder surgeries. But I think the Clippers, if we're being honest, I know I'm not giving any predictions or anything, but the Clippers are my uh, the favorites for me when it comes to winning, winning it all this year. So much depth. Already had a good good core team that put up a hell of a fight to the Warriors last year in the playoffs and add two of the best players in the league. Mind you, not only both of them could score, both of them could help spread the court, but they're both just locked down, shut them up defenders. And to have two of the top five best defenders and two of the best on-ball defenders on your team. Throw in Patrick Beverly in there. You have potentially three players on the Clippers that could be all NBA defense. That's a scary thought. Clippers right now on paper... By and far, the best best defensive team in the league. Followed closely at a number two, Utah Jazz. 
Don't sleep on the Jazz this year. They did some brilliant moves this offseason as well. I can't really say they have a dynamic duo. Although Rudy Grobert, that dude, my opinion, going to win his third Defensive Player of the Year award in a row this year. His offensive game will be better than it was last year. He has just kept improving his percentages, working on his shot, working on his game. And there's not a better low-down defender in the league. He alters so many shots. He owns the paint. Rudy is a defensive-minded player first, which is nice. Especially in this era where offense is everything to a lot of players and definitely the fans as well. Then you have Spider Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Coming into his third year. Kind of got into a slump. Had a sophomore slump and then finished the season off strong. Didn't perform in the postseason against... Houston, but I think now with the acquisition of Mike Conley at point, the mature, stoic, uh, gets the job done, Mike Conley, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet too, I think he's also a three-time Sportsman of the Year award winner, so pure class, having him team up with Mitchell was just phenomenal and Utah with Quinn Snyder they have a D they have an offensive and defensive coach the I say the best defensive coach in the league I think Utah Jazz are a strong unit they're gonna surprise a lot of people the West is just gonna be a wild ride this year Anyway, moving on, got a little sidetrack there. My apologies on that. Back to the dynamic duos. We've talked about both badass dynamic duos in LA Town. Let's jump up to the two guys that are owed a lot of money and up in Rip City CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. With Clay Thompson out most of this year, one could argue now they are the front runners for being the best backcourt in the league. Other people will probably say Houston because their dynamic duo, Westbrook and Harden. And, but I still, at the end of the day, I'd be taking CJ and Lillard. Just because the style of basketball. Of course, Westbrook and Harden are a dynamic duo. Both great basketball players. James Harden, one of the best offensive players in the league. Russell Westbrook, only player all time. To have three different seasons where he averaged a triple-double. Those stats are mind-blowing. Both these players put up. Mind-blowing numbers. But. I think Houston. 
should have stuck with Chris Paul over Westbrook just because both Westbrook and James Harden are ball-dominant players. Their game revolves around that. I know they were friends growing up in California. I know they're past teammates from the Thunder. That's when they were both younger in their NBA careers. But I'm not really buying Houston being a legit contender this year. They'll win games. They'll put up some fantastic fights. They'll, they might finish third, fourth, or fifth in the West when it's before at the end of the season. But to me, ISO ball does not win championships. It's been proven time and time again. And there's too many other talented teams out there that play better ball. Of course, I'm saying all this and the season hasn't even begun. But we're going to talk about a lot of things over the next nine months before it's all said and done and the winner is crowned. Anyway, some more dynamic duos we're talking about. We can't forget about the greatest shooter of all time in his new home, $1.6 billion house he'll be playing at, Steph Curry. His partner in crime, unfortunately, Clay Thompson, is going to be out probably till March, possibly April rehabbing that ACL tear which he unfortunately tore in the finals game 5 last year against Toronto it's crazy to think about what could have happened in that game if he didn't tear his ACL that game and Toronto were pretty neck and neck that game then Clay got hurt Clay Thompson was having one of those as most people call it, game six performances. He already had 30 points and his shooting was just off the charts. So it was definitely a huge blow and unfortunately it happened. Speedy, healthy recovery you, Clay. I know Steph Curry and Warrior fans all around the world are wishing for a fast and speedy recovery to watch you back out on that court. But while he is out, Steph has a new backcourt teammate. And the two of them is the most interesting dynamic duo this year to me. D'Angelo Russell, still young. But you're talking about a kid that could drop 30 points a night without even blinking an eye. Putting him on the same court with Steph Curry, Draymond Green down low, those two, Steph and Russell, are going to be putting up huge numbers. It's going to be wild to see, and I think Russell is actually going to mature and grow his game that much more, learning from the leadership of Steph Curry. So, when Kevin Durant signed with the Nets the Warriors took a huge blow that hurt the Warriors absolutely 
You don't lose a player, a once in a generation player such as KD, and not feel the effects of that. I mean, that helped alter the new landscape of the NBA. That's why this year, a lot of teams are feeling confident they have a good chance at making a run and ending up champs when it's all said and done. But KD decided to sign with Brooklyn, teamed up with Kyrie Irving, who Kyrie's going to have a Kind of a tough year, I think. He had some problems in Boston. I know... I don't know it more in depth. I I just had some issues, some personal issues. Didn't really get along with some teammates. So now he's in where he wants to be. He has some fantastic help around him. But this first season without KD is going to be a struggle, I think, for them. I, I see right now the Nets being a... Probably realistically a four or five seed if all goes well. But let's honestly stop, take a minute here, and just give a shout out to KD. We truly hope you recover a fast and speedy recovery. The game is definitely going to miss you this year. And I know a lot of people don't like Kevin Durant. They say he's a snake, or they don't like him for other reasons. That aside, as a basketball fan, if you're not sorry Kevin Durant's not playing this year, you're not a true basketball fan, because he is a -a once-in-a-lifetime player. The things he does on that court are absolutely unbelievable. A guy seven feet tall, having the ability to do everything he does, shoot from wherever he does, and at such a high level across the board, the game's going to miss you this year, KD. Honestly, I'm praying for a fast and speedy recovery for you, my friend, and I know that you'll come back next season hungrier healthier, more fierce than ever before. So, I'm excited to see that. Moving on, a few other dynamic duos before we, uh, you know, change the subject a little bit. We have uh, the Sixers, Joel and Ben. A lot of people I've been reading, a lot of... Lot of people thinking that Philly could be the team of the East this year. I think they're gonna finish the second seed, and I see Milwaukee at one. But that will be a very fun seven series, seven game series, if we are lucky enough to experience it in the playoffs. I think the X factor for Philly. If Ben Simmons can create any type of jump shot. Any type. Preseason, he made his first three. That doesn't matter. What you do in preseason doesn't matter. It's over. All that matters now 
what you do now that the season is beginning. That's it. And so I think the Eastern Conference, definitely not as stacked as the West. My, my top three teams I have, obviously, number one, Milwaukee. Number two, Philly. Number three, I have Boston. I think Kemba going to Boston, replacing Kyrie Irving was actually brilliant. I think he'll mesh better with the boys they have over there. And Boston will still be a, a good team. And you never know. It's the East. And it's a long season. So we got to see how everything plays out. But, woo! What? What an off season. It's amazing when you, every day there for a while, you're turning on the news or you're getting a highlight update on your phone. So-and-so signed here. Westbrook's been traded to Houston. Chris Paul is now Thunder. And then it's just, you're thinking, how much has changed since last year? The whole league has, basically. It's just going to be such a fun ride. And with all the people in the league, all the different attitudes, the different personalities, there's going to be so many sagas each and every night. And that is where our show comes in. Because we are the NBA Saga Podcast. And we are always listening. And we are always sharing What's going on? We're getting down to it. We want to know the facts and the nitty-gritty and bring in more of a unique type podcast where you feel you can engage. That's the goal of this podcast. Plus, let's be honest, who doesn't love talking about NBA basketball? I certainly know I do, hence why I started the podcast. But enough of that. Anyway, back to the season tonight. The games are finally tipping off. Game one, we have the New Orleans Pelicans going against last year's world champs, the Toronto Raptors. Unfortunate, unfortunate news. More bad news for a basketball fan is... Finding out that the freak of nature, Zion Williamson, is out six to eight weeks. Had surgery yesterday on his torn... What was it now? Torn meniscus. And he is expected to be out for about six to eight weeks on the safe side when somebody's hyped up that much I'm keeping him out eight weeks if not longer especially when he's the savior for the Pelicans or so are those rumors that I have heard but hopefully uh, sending our thoughts out to you Zion can't wait to see you on the basketball court You tore it up in preseason. You're a class guy. Love your attitude and your outlook on life. 
So definitely thoughts and prayers to you and your family. You get recovered as soon as you can so you could get back to doing what you do. And that is dominating on the basketball court. We are going to see some brilliant things out of that young stud. And don't count him out being out for eight weeks and then, you know, rust rust and all that kicks in. He's going to be ready to go as soon as the doctors clear him to play because that's the kind of kid he is. So, unfortunate news, definitely, but let's focus on his health because he's so young. He has a long career ahead of him. So, everybody in New Orleans, relax, chill. This is not the end of the world. You have a young team with a lot of young talent that has tons of potential work with what you have to work with right now when the big man gets healthy he'll be back and then you guys will have a nice thing going on i'm sure you'll be playing probably close to 30 games if not more without him so you'll be into a groove i think when he gets back healthy in about two months two and a half months He'll be ready just to jump in and help take your guys, whatever you guys have flowing, to the next level. Because that is a man in a boy's body. That kid is absolutely another LeBron James who's just a genetic freak. And I cannot wait to see what he's going to bring to the court each night and watch him grow and flourish before our eyes the next decade. It's going to be a treat. Unfortunately, now that uh, he's out, I'm not expecting that great of game or really any chance of the Pelicans pulling off the upset. My prediction is the Raptors are going to be Hyped up from raising their banner. Well-deserved. First championship in Raptors history. Get to hang that up. The, the arena's going to be rocked. Jurassic Park will be going absolutely bonkers. And so I think uh, the momentum and everything. Uh, Kyrie. Um, Pascal. They're going to come out and want to, you know, get the first win of the season to say, hey, we lost Kawhi Leonard, but we're still here. We're still great, and we're the, we're the champs. Don't sleep on Toronto in the East. I have them finishing about fourth in the East. But a lot of pride in those guys, and I'm thinking they're going to surprise a lot more people that, and win more games than people think. I still don't see them finishing better than Milwaukee, the Sixers, or Celtics. They'll be neck and neck, I think, with the Nets uh, for the 4 and 5 seed. But again, time will tell. So, first pick of the season is, yes, Toronto over the Pelicans. Game 2. I love the NBA. I love how they do the scheduling Because they knew everybody wanted to see the Battle of L.A. when the things kicked off. 
so tonight we have two dynamic duos going at it head to head the battle of la game two you have lebron james and anthony davis and the lakers wandering to the opponent's locker room and they'll be facing Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers as we all know PG's out till mid-November so I think this game is going to be intense I think both teams want to try to make it a statement game the end of the day, because PG's not playing, I think the Lakers are going to be a little bit more hungry. Anthony Davis has really looked fantastic throughout all of preseason. Him and LeBron James, they have that nice chemistry working together. So tonight, game two, my pick, I am actually probably going to go with the Lakers. Let me think. I'm re- I want to change my pick. Ah, decisions, decisions. Just because PG's out and there's so many variables going on, I'm going with the Lakers. So my picks tonight are game one, the Raptors are going to win, beat the Pelicans. Game two... Lakers are going to end up beating the Clippers. So I cannot wait for this. The games kick off here in a few hours. So that's pretty much the show for today. I know we've kind of touched base on what the season has to come. But we are going to cover and explore so many things this year. And I cannot wait to wait for everything that's coming thank you so much in your advance for listening and supporting please subscribe to the podcast tell your friends tell your basketball friends tell people that don't even like basketball to follow and subscribe to the NBA Saga podcast be sure to check in tonight when the games begin because we all know the saga begins thank you so much for listening guys i'll catch you tomorrow